the FT. Fighters from the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, known as ISIS, have been stepping up their attacks on two main fronts: the strategically important Syrian-Turkish border town of Kobani, and in the Iraqi province of Anbar, to the west of the capital Baghdad. On the line with me to discuss the latest developments is Borzu Dargahi, FT Middle East correspondent. Hi, Borzu. Can you bring us up to date with the size of the area that ISIS now controls in Syria and Iraq? There are several ways of looking at the areas that it controls. Many of the areas are very sparsely populated and almost uninhabitable. So, you know, you could say that they either control a vast, vast、uh, tract of territory that is up to a, a third or a quarter of Iraq and a third or a quarter of Syria, or you can just sort of concentrate on the, the key roads that it controls. And that's a much smaller territory. But suffices to say that there is no government control in vast areas of, of Syria and Iraq. There's a lot of concern about Kobani because of its strategic importance, but it appears to be holding out in spite of predictions that it would fall. What's prevented the ISIS fighters so far from taking over the town? Well, I think that the、uh, U.S.-led airstrikes have forced、uh, ISIS to adapt its、uh, methodology. It's not been able to swarm these、uh, Kurdish-controlled strategic locales in the city. It's had to operate more surreptitiously. And I think also that these Kurds, Syrian Kurds, have been oppressed for so long, first under Saddam Hussein, and now、uh, they're facing this threat of ISIS. I think they're fierce. What they're fighting for is their rights as,、uh, as citizens of Syria or as, as Kurds in the Middle East. And so they are you know, not just、uh, defending an ideology, they're defending their homes and their place in the entire Middle East. Also, I think that ISIS's、uh, tactics in the past of executing prisoners, these allegations of raping women and selling them into slavery, has uh, uh, bolstered the,、uh, the spirit of the fighting forces. There's no、uh, being captured by ISIS. It seems like whenever they capture a prisoner, they behead them. Who is helping the town's Kurdish defenders? Well, I think other Kurds are helping them by and large. You have the Syrian Kurds who、uh, control their own semi autonomous region to the east of、uh, Kobani, which is called Ain al Arab by the Arabs of Syria. And they have been trying to get weapons and personnel, sometimes past the uh, uh, Turkish authorities' eyes, into Kobani. You also have、uh, Turkish Kurds who are、uh, very sympathetic to the plight of Kobani that have been helping, sending personnel and material. And yesterday you had the Iraqi Kurds, and this is a, quite unprecedented, announcing that they had also been sending material to. Help with the、uh, war effort in Kobani. And they even said that they would send troops if it were physically possible, but it's not at this point. Presumably because Turkey is not allowing them access. Is there any sign of a change in Turkey's stance on refusing military assistance? I think you know, Turkey's in a tough position. Turkish authorities have、uh, domestic calculations to make as well.、Uh, if they're seen as supporting this particular Kurdish faction、uh, that is, is dominant in、uh, this part of、uh, Syria, the、uh, YPJ, which is affiliated with the、uh, PKK, and that's considered a terrorist organization in, in Turkey,、uh, it could hurt the government very much、uh, domestically. It could create a, a massive uproar if they're seen as helping. But I think what you're going to see in the 
coming weeks is a, an attempt by the uh, Kurds of uh, Kobani to perhaps rebrand themselves. There is already cooperation with the uh, Arab Free Syrian Army, uh, as well as Kurdish units that are affiliated with the Free Syrian Army. If they can just sort of adjust their PR, so to speak, so they're less PKK and more FSA, I think that would give Turkey the political cover it needs to allow support. How important is it for ISIS to capture the town? It seems like it's rather important for them. If you look at a map in terms of the area they control, they control pretty much everything around this area in Syria. And then to the east of the areas they control is the Kurdish enclave, uh, Rajava, it's called. And so this is like this peninsula of opposition to their rule, jutting right into their territory. It's very close to the ISIS stronghold of Raqqa, their de facto capital. I think they would like to get rid of this area. This is a potential staging ground for launching attacks on Raqqa. And in that sense, it's very dangerous for them. There's also a matter of credibility. They seem to be throwing everything they got at this city right now. And if they were to lose it, or if the battle were to go on very, very long, it would perhaps uh, wipe some of the shine off of ISIS as this very formidable, undefeatable force. And the other key battlefront is uh, Anbar province to the west of Baghdad. What progress has ISIS been making there and how close to the Iraqi capital are they? U.S. officials say that ISIS uh, controls some 80 percent of Anbar province. Um, now, again, you know, Anbar province is one of those places very sparsely populated, very large, uh, almost uninhabitable in most of its places. So to say they control 80 percent of it, there's some question as to what that means in actuality. But it seems like they're on a roll there. Uh, and they've been taking military base after military base. And just today, it seems that the uh, Iraqi forces abandon a military base. They call it a tactical retreat in the town of Hit. And that's to the uh, northwest of the provincial capital of Ramadi, rather than let themselves be massacred and overrun by ISIS forces, which has happened in the past. And so they seem to be on a bit of a roll in that province. As to the capital, it's quite a bit of a different animal than this part of Iraq. You have to look at geography and demography as well. Baghdad is a, a very dense uh, city. It's also largely, uh, overwhelmingly at this point, a Shia city, so there's not a lot of local support. There will be some you know, Sunni sympathizers that could potentially join with it, ISIS if it were to assault the city. But by and large, those Sunni communities are, are kept under very severe conditions at this point, almost in uh, fenced-in enclaves surrounded by walls and patrolled regularly by Shia militias and Shia-dominated uh, police. So it would be very hard for ISIS to swarm into Baghdad the way they've swarmed into other cities or they swarm into Anbar province. However, they could create a lot of havoc Baghdad International Airport is on the western outskirts of Baghdad, very close to the areas that ISIS is approaching, and they could potentially start launching uh, uh, weapons against this area. Now, the U.S. revealed yesterday that they actually deployed Black Hawk helicopters in sort of close air combat to fend off an attempt by ISIS to get near that airport. As the uh, chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff said, we need that airport very much to bring material in 
Uh, and so they, they were you know, very fiercely defending it. So that shows the determination of the U.S. to protect that airport. There are also huge groups of Iraqi forces, as well as the most elite Iraqi forces, defending the city's western approach. So I think it would be very hard for them to make significant inroads into the capital anytime soon. What about in general? Is there any sign that the coalition airstrikes are having an effect in wearing down ISIS? First of all, I would say that the U.S. strategy is sort of a long-term strategy. Whether you want to criticize it or not, I think that you have to look at what they're saying about it, is that we didn't intend for it to have an effect immediately. They're still conducting reconnaissance and targeting intelligence-gathering information missions and so on in and around Iraq and Syria. So as of now, there's no evidence that there's huge advances on the ground thanks to the U.S. airstrikes. However, at least in the case of Iraq, the airstrikes have had a tremendous effect on the morale of the Iraqi troops and the Iraqi people who are not supporting ISIS. And, uh, you know, the fact that America is there, that the Belgians are there, that the U.K. is there, definitely lifts the spirits of the troops, and it prevents, for example, let's say, runs on banks, people emigrating from the country, people fleeing in anticipation of an ISIS assault. The backing of the international community has uh, had a tremendous psychological boost on the people of Iraq. Thanks very much, Pozu. Thank you so much. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.